All right, well, hey, everybody. Uh, today we're going to be in John chapter 4, looking at the woman at the well. Um, this is uh, this incredible little story where love, uh, it just shatters all of the barriers. Um, and what happens is uh, Jesus is walking alone, and he stops by Jacob's well in Samaria. And I will, I will spare you the ugly backstory, but uh, here's the deal. Uh, Jews and Samaritans openly hated one another. Uh, in, in our society, racism is very common, but it's also taboo, like most racists stay underground. Um, but in this context, uh, people were expected to be racist, like a good Jew was supposed to hate Samaritans. Um, and that actually played like patriotism um, instead of racism. So anyway, um, at this well, Jesus sees a Samaritan woman, and she's alone too, and uh, for a whole lot of reasons, Jesus is supposed to just like stare at his shoes and not make eye contact and sort of wade through the awkwardness of this, like ride the moment out. Um, Jews didn't speak to Samaritans. Men generally didn't approach women, um, especially when they were alone, unless they had maybe something not wholesome in mind. And this woman was, as, as we will see, she was known for sexual sin and was an outcast because of it. And so, uh, obviously, Jesus, a very public rabbi, definitely wasn't supposed to approach this very public sinner who was also a Samaritan, also a woman, also alone. Um, but he does. Uh, he, he pushes all of that aside and he speaks to her. And we need to see this was love greater than fear. Yes, it was awkward and it was taboo, um, but it was also so very decent and, and loving and compassionate. Um, so Jesus, her king, gently approaches and asks her for a drink of water. And we'll read now from the text. This is uh, John 4, starting in verse 9. The woman was surprised, for uh, Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Uh, Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you're speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep, where would you get this living water? So she's very confused at this point. Verse 13, Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. All right, so let's talk. There's, um, there's something very sad that's happening in our world, um, as our society becomes increasingly post-Christian, um, the church is getting essentially put on the bench. We are being asked um, to step aside and not engage um, in our culture. And so uh, think about it. Uh, there is a pandemic, and our society is not calling the church to prayer about it. Um, there is historic social unrest and political tension in the air, and 
We are not being called upon to be peacemakers, and there is a deepening recession, and the church is not being looked to as an advocate for the poor. Um, point being, as, as the world's problems increase, we have been asked to step aside, and the, the non-believing world has essentially said, you know what, we got this. All right? you've, you've had your turn, it didn't work, so step aside. Um, and this is happening, I want to be clear, for, for valid reasons and bogus reasons. Like in, in many instances, it's true, we have failed to love people well. And, and we've kind of earned our crumbling reputation in some instances. And also, that being said, to a great degree, this is a product of like demonic attack against the kingdom of God and his people. So it's, it's both, all right? But in, in some, uh, we've been asked to just be tolerant. Um, and that's kind of the word. Christians, they're saying, Christians, it's, it's fine that you're there. Uh, just, you got to stay in your religious lane, be tolerant, and leave the rest to us. I mean, it's almost too obvious to say, but tolerance, of course, is a good thing. Um, tolerance is part of love. But I, I want to be clear about this. Tolerance is the most basic bare minimum standard for human decency. It's only a tiny, tiny part of love and what we're called to do in this world. Um, it's, it's our job to do what Jesus did, to offer living water. It is to love people really well, to serve people sacrificially. And now that begins with tolerance, to be sure. Like, I, I mean, how can we possibly love people if we can't tolerate them? Um, but it goes way, way beyond that. And now, think about it. The, the message of tolerance to Jesus in this scenario with the woman at the well would be this. Uh, it would be, Jesus, just get your water and, and shut up. Get your water and keep to yourself. And I, I'm, I'm so glad that Jesus did not settle for just tolerance in this case. Now, he, he started there, but... He went way beyond it. He, he engaged. He started a conversation. And he offered her living water. I, I want to be clear. To have living water and not share it is unloving. And it is, it is unconscionable. And, and it is profoundly and supremely intolerant. Uh, and Jesus was way more than tolerant. Uh, he was loving. So let's look again to the text, uh, verse 15 says this, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. So she's still confused. She doesn't realize they're having a spiritual conversation yet. That's all about the change. Verse 16, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. Now, okay, this is the part that for a lot of folks, like, crosses the line, all right? Like, if we're, if we're going to be tolerant, we cannot point out sin. We can't say that, that something or really anything is wrong. Uh, this is where the tolerance police would, would step in and blow their whistles. But that misses the obvious which is that there is right and wrong. And, and I, I've explained this many times 
over the years. The rules God gives us are not to hold us back. They are to protect us and, and to propel us forward. They are for our joy. They are an expression of, of love and of kindness. Guys, Jesus is in no way attacking this woman. He's saying that he sees her for who she really is and he's still offering her living water. Uh, back to the text, verse 25 now. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. That's a, that's a, that's a big, big moment. Verse 27. Uh, just then, his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman. But none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? Um, yeah, okay, that, ooh, that sounds awkward, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> that's the thing, and don't miss it. Uh, Jesus didn't avoid awkward. Uh, he, he wasn't afraid of it. And this is, this is really challenging. Um, as a follower of Christ, um, awkward is just part of the deal. And um, if I'm honest, like I, I am embarrassed by the amount of times that I have failed to love someone well because I was afraid something awkward would happen. Like I didn't, I didn't initiate uh, the conversation um, and I didn't, you know, I was afraid someone would think that I, 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 I was silly or people would have opinions about what I did or didn't say or how I said it. And the fact is, I have settled a bunch of times for, for being tolerant and in the process uh, failed to be loving. And what's wonderful is that Jesus' compassion wouldn't let him do that. It would not let him simply ignore this woman the way he was supposed to. Guys, we can't love our neighbor by tolerating them. We have to actually love them, to know them, to reach out, to offer kindness. We have to engage. We we are our brother's keeper, and we do have living water, and there's nothing loving about having living water and not sharing it. All right, now let's, let's look what happens next, verse 28. Uh, the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? Verse 30. So the people came streaming from the village to see him. And now verse 39. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, this is incredible, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves, now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. This is, this is incredible things that happened. Guys, this woman wasn't hurt by Jesus. She was rescued. And then she went out and she shared with others and she was more aggressive about it than he was. She went off shouting in the streets and she brought her whole town to Jesus. And then think about the results. This story ends with Jews and Samaritans worshiping together for days, like something just completely unheard of, all because Jesus loved too deeply to stop at tolerance 
he moved on to compassion and I'm glad he did and so was she and so was her whole town. Um, I, I, I want to make one more point and it's, it's really important. Um, I'm like a huge NBA basketball fan and I'm, I'm so glad that the playoffs have started now uh, because the players are a lot more aggressive um, and I've, I've been getting annoyed with like the announcers, the broadcasters of these games uh, because they keep using the word aggressiveness as the noun form of aggressive, like when it, when it should be aggression. Um, so it, like if someone is being aggressive, then that is aggression, not ag aggressiveness. But they, like it, they kept saying it, it kept happening. Um, and so I looked it up because I, I've got some, some nerdiness in me that just can't relax about stuff like that. And what I found out was that I was completely and totally wrong. I had it completely backwards. If someone is being aggressive, it isn't aggression. It is aggressiveness, okay? And actually, the distinction matters a lot. So I'm gonna explain why. Please don't space out on me right now just because I'm being nerdy about words. Listen, aggressiveness is not aggression. Aggressiveness is not aggression. Listen, aggression means that there is hostile intent. But aggressive, aggressive comes uh, from the Latin word gradior, um, and it just means to move toward something. That's it. And just moving toward something is obviously not an act of aggression. It's, it's just taking initiative. It's just stepping in someone else's direction. And this world, listen, this world is filled with people who are desperate and longing for someone who is kind to just move in their direction. And listen, when, when Jesus approached this woman, he was being aggressive, like down to the root of the word. By that we mean he simply moved toward her. It was not in any conceivable way an act of aggression toward her. It was an act of compassion for him to move in her direction. We're being told by our society that moving towards someone in love to do the most compassionate thing imaginable, which is to offer them living water, is actually an act of aggression. We're being told that, that sharing our faith in and of itself is intolerant. And that is a lie. Listen, it, if we are going to join God in the renewal of all things, we must be aggressive, which is to say we must simply move toward people. And at the same time, may we never be guilty of any acts of aggression ever, okay? And the church, frankly, has been known to do that, to be hostile toward unbelievers, which is aggression, to use fear tactics to fill the aisles, which is aggression, and far be it from any of us to do any of those things. But, listen, at the same time, if we fail to be aggressive, if in the name of tolerance, we fail to move toward people with the truth about Jesus, then we, we have failed utterly. And, and we have then refused to do the most loving thing. So come on, let's, um, let's make this uh, personal if we can. Who can you move toward? Um, 
I think probably the most obvious example would be your neighbors, right? Remember, God never gets the address wrong. He's placed you where you are for a reason. So like, how can you move toward your neighbors? Never with aggression, but just be aggressive. Move toward. How can you move toward your neighbors or the people you work around or your friends or some of your connections online or anybody that the Lord might point you to along the way? So let's make some space now. Let's, uh, let's allow God to challenge us. Um, and around this particularly, if you've cared more deeply about avoiding awkward situations than about offering living water to people who need it, um, then let's be still. Let's let the Lord convict us about that. Um, and then let's follow the clear example of Jesus who is kind enough and loving enough to move toward people in need. Amen.